Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's inside the clubhouse right here on 670 The Score. He's Bruce Levine. I'm Matt Spiegel. We're usually here 9 in the morning until 11. And by here, I mean the station. We're actually here at the Shy Sox Bar and Grill right across the street from uh, Guaranteed Rate Field getting ready for Cubs Sox. We want to thank Wintrust for doing that. Wintrust, the presenting sponsor of the Wintrust Crosstown Series. Quite a juicy series here between the Cubs and the Sox with lots of storylines and lots of bits of intrigue. And lots of buzz right now, and uh, I think we're almost ready to bring in Ron Coomer, but not ready yet. Ron Coomer, the the, uh, color analyst for the Cubs, part of a very warm and welcoming broadcast booth up there, Bruce Levine, I can tell you. Coombs, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, welcome back home. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's it's good. Yeah, this is, and home it is. This is only a couple miles from where I grew up. So, yeah, it was nice to have an off day and uh, and great to be in this series once again. As you know, our city comes alive Coombs, for this series. Yeah, Coombs Corner is probably going to be hopping your place in Lockport there, Ron. We, we got a chance to have a few people with a few arguments and a few beverages um, won or lost over what happens during this game today. So it is what it is. It's good. The remarkable consistency of Joe Madden as a person, as a manager, as a friend to many uh, that you've seen over the last uh, five years, uh, what, what do you attribute that consistency to, regardless of wh- whether things are going good or bad, it's, it's kind of hard to tell with Joe th- if there's any difference. Well, the, the consistency comes from years of doing this, uh, you know, not just managing. You know, he's been a manager in the big leagues now for quite some time. But it's also all the years he spent being a minor league coach, being a minor league manager, being a bench coach for a guy like Mike Socia, and just understanding and paying attention to, you know, the, the world around him in the baseball business, right? I mean, and, and, and making mental notes of how to deal with all the situations you have to deal with. You know, you more times than not, managers, they, they can handle the success and all that, but that's not the mark of the manager. When things aren't going well and a mark of a leader is how you deal with some of the, some of the issues that your team is facing, and Joe is facing some right now, and I think being supportive of his group is probably his biggest asset and the thing that he brings to the table to protect and, and take care of his guys. Um, the other day, Coombe, he went nuts uh, at Pittsburgh Pirates and Clint Hurdle for throwing as high and tight as often as they did. It was one of those moments, sometimes you get a call here at the station or people say, hey, that, that was scripted. He's trying to show the fire. No, he had every reason to be upset. And, and you know, it, it was obvious that, that he was out there to defend his guys and it seemed even more obvious that his guys really appreciated that after the game. Yeah, they, they did. I, I think it was more directed towards the pitching coach, Ray Searich, than Clint Hurdle, although Clint came out on the field, which a manager should, right? So, 
I think what got a little tiresome is watching his players, you know, A, they've been getting beat, you know, and that's that's no fun. But then to watch your team, you know, not playing all that well, getting beat, and then getting knocked down at bat after at bat. I mean, the Rizzo the night before by Archer after the home run by Baez was pretty blatant to me and it way up and in. Javi had a cluster of pitches high and tight in his at-bats um, that were way up and in. I mean, it was, you know, over and over. David Bodie gets hit in the helmet. I mean, after a while, that just gets tired, and you, you got to somebody's got to say something or do something, and Joe felt like it was his time to, he just couldn't see that and watch that anymore, and that's what happened. Ron Coomer of the broadcast team of Pat and Ron uh, joining us on Inside the Clubhouse, a late afternoon edition live from Shy Sox Bar and Grill right across from the ballpark. Coombs, uh, do you see um, do you see any difference in uh, the players' approach over the last week or so? I know there was a players' meeting. There was a Joe meeting the other day. Uh, you know, we know there's been internal conversations a lot between Theo and Joe and the coaching staff. But from your perspective of watching it, is, is there anything different going on? I know... Uh, you know, people were disappointed by the other day when Baez hit a ball off the wall and was still at first base. And those little things kind of uh, stick out when you're not scoring a lot of one- runs and you're, you're losing ball games. But is there, is there any perspective that you see that's different right now? Well, I, the final game in Pittsburgh, to me, really stood out. So that part, I, I saw, you know, an offense that was had some, had some life to it. Um, I would I would anticipate the conversations with some of those things that you're describing. You know, if guys not running balls out, that's that's something that you know nobody likes to see. And and all you have to do is mention it one time to a player, and that should clean it up. So um, my biggest concern for for the ball club was was to just get back on track somewhat and go into the break. I, you know, I think what you're going to see this series is always good. Because it is a high-energy series, and I think that's right. that's going to be a positive. As soon as things got fiery in Pittsburgh, the team came alive and, and played great baseball. So um, I, re- I really believe that the team needs this break in the worst way. Um, 50 games, 52 days, and I think they played 30, I don't know, 32 out of 33 straight days. It was time for, for a day off. They got one yesterday. After this series, they'll get four more, and... And um, I think you'll see a different Cubs team once this club uh, gets some of these days off in July. Hey, Coom, we, we were talking about about that fire and about that you know that that energy that sometimes a ball club needs. Um, are, are there guys in that clubhouse, players, who can provide it? Because I mean, Joe is Joe is such a strong, stable, consistent dude. But that that fire is not something that 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 people think of when they think of Joe. And does it have? Does it need to be from players? And are there guys in that clubhouse who can provide it? Well, there's guys that can provide it. That's for sure. But the one thing you you, you can't, um, I wouldn't say that Joe doesn't have that fire. I, you know, he's very cerebral and he talks and you know, and he's very calm and calming when he's discussing things that go on. But don't don't mistake that for not having um, some serious fire because you don't you're not in a game as long as he has without having that fire. And I, I think Rizzo's a guy that we've seen through the years, you know, when he kind of took on the Cincinnati Reds bench after, 
you know, um, Chapman throwing at guys. And, you know, so, th- so there's, there's some guys there that have that fire. John Lester, I think he would be a guy that, you know, is definitely in that category. Um, and there's some other position players, but there's a few. Um, and I, I, I really think you're going to start seeing some of that here coming up. The Chicago Cubs, Ron, have been the best team in the second half for the last five years. They have the highest winning percentage of any team in baseball for the past five years. Do you expect uh, the automatic step on the gas or because of the National League being so even and 10 teams other than maybe the Dodgers being pretty much equal in talent and ability right now that it might be a different dynamic in the second half? I, I anticipate that the Cubs having a very good second half, Bruce, is what I what I look at. Um, I think this 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 schedule scenario was the biggest issue for the Cubs here lately. Um, when you look at this team, Joe does a very good job of making sure his guys are rested um, to the best that he can, and I think his understanding of of how how to push and how to get guys some some time off their feet, so to speak. Um, is why this team has done so well in the second half for so many years, even with the change of the schedule with day game, night game, and all of that. So, I, I really think once this team gets some days off, they're gonna they're gonna be a very good team in the second half. And then if not, you kind of know what you have, right? If if the Cubs play the same way they've been playing, and they, they keep continue to struggle, you know what you have. I, I just don't see that this is a talented group. I, I really think they're gonna take off in the second half and and have a really good second half of the season. You know, th- that that idea of, like, knowing what you have, that's, you know, when you get to a trade deadline, that's, I think, what, what most front offices want. All right, can I have some clarity? What are we? Are, are, are we great here? Should I be adding? Uh, are, 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 we, are we struggling? And, I, you know, Theo said as much on the air in a radio interview the other day, said, we'll see, and if, if things continue, then there could be some, or he said that big changes would be called for. You think that knowledge has gotten around the, the clubhouse that that the big baseball boss is, is talking that way? Well, everybody hears it. I, you know, they're not oblivious to what the what the boss is saying. And you know, to be honest with you, I don't think the guys need to. Yeah, when things aren't going good, you know, changes are coming. I mean, guys are going to get released. Guys are going to get sent down. Guys are going to get sent out. So. I don't, I don't think you, you know, we're all grown men when you're playing, and I don't think you need anybody to tell you that changes are coming. I think everybody in our profession knows when things are going south and the team's not doing well at all, you're gonna, there's going to be moves. And, you know, but, you know, Theo came out and said what he said, and, you know, I, I definitely think it carries a lot of weight. You know, that's for sure. And I, you know, and I thought what Joe did the other day on the field of sticking up for his guys carried a lot of weight. Um, we'll just have to see, uh, see how things go in this month. Coombs, we appreciate it. Be looking forward to your broadcast with uh, with uh, Pat coming up soon. And, of course, uh, Zach Zaidman's show starts at 545. Thanks for joining us, buddy. We'll uh, talk to you soon. And Coombs Corner, where is that located? I forgot. We are in Lockport right off 355 and 159th Street. So thanks, everybody out there. Have one on me, will you? <laughs> We'll, we'll do. See you in a little while, Coombs. See Thanks. you, boys. Thanks for having me on. See you. All right. You got it. The one and only Ron Coomer. He's the best. on our broadcast coming up very soon. David Schuster, our reporter, will, will join us in our next segment here 
and he uh, has promised us some thoughts from Theo Epstein as he talked to the media again today. Ah, excellent. Uh, boy, Ron Coomer is really going to enjoy Lucas Giolito and John Lester tonight. I know I will, but Coomer loves to watch good pitchers, and those are two very different kind of pitchers at different points in their career. should be fun. It'll probably be 13 to 11. All right, and they'll both be gone by the third. Yeah, it, it could be. That's the beauty <laughs> of baseball. But David Schuster coming up with a report from the field. Theo Epstein talked, and... Uh, he had something to say again. Ooh, interesting. 670 the score is where you are. I, I'm intrigued. Stick around. Hear it next on Inside the Clubhouse. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Inside the clubhouse is usually in the morning from 9 to 11, but not today. No, 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 no. We started at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Bruce Levine and me, Matt Spiegel, and we are still rolling at 519. And by the way, yes, sir. tomorrow morning on your way to the ballpark, yes, sir. be listening to Matt Spiegel from 9 to noon yes, sir. on and Run as he'll continue the White Sox and Cubs talk great guests, including tonight, Lucas Giolito will be joining you as well. Lucas Giolito will be on tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to talking to him uh, specifically about brain canics. That the, 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 the neurofeedback thing that he's into that he does with Dylan Cease as well. I'm, I'm going to dork out with Lucas on that. And Steve Stone will be on the show. Awesome. No better. Right? And uh, right now we go to the scores. Uh, David Schuster, who is on the field covering both the White Sox and the Cubs. Uh, I, I, we know that Ricky Renteria talked, also Joe Madden. But Theo Epstein, the most recent person to talk. Uh, David, fill us in uh, on what you feel were some of the PowerPoints of Theo's speech today. David's there. We'll just get him punched up. David Schuster on the field across the street and joining us now on 670 The Score. David, what, what was the, the, the important stuff from Theo Epstein was what Bruce was asking? Well, there's actually a lot of important stuff. You know, obviously, he was on the air with us the other day, and you know, the overriding thing that came out of there is that maybe Joe Madden's job security uh, is not very good, but... Uh, in repeated question after question, he backpedaled somewhat off that and basically said, and I'll, I'll let, play into exactly what he's saying right here, I'll lead into it, we're basically saying it's uh, everybody is in this boat together. We're all in this together. That's sort of one of the hallmarks of this organization is we have each other's backs and, and, and we're in it together. It's, you know, it's anyone who's there to, to take the credit when things are going great should be there as a leader to take uh, responsibility when we're in any of our downturns and one of the things I like about this organization is I think that's that's the case you don't see people running away from responsibility and ultimately everything in baseball operations is my responsibility so if we're if if we're not getting the results that we should be getting that you know it, that be, in a lot of ways begins in, in every meaningful way begins and ends with me it's my job 
So bottom line is he, he basically backed off what was inferred the other day. And, and really, he was self-deprecating with saying that, listen, I'm in charge of everything. It's the baseball operations people that might be most at fault if, if I'm giving him the players and he's not getting the most out of those players and the players aren't doing what I originally thought that they would do, then it's really more on me than anybody else. So if nothing else, he basically took... I believe, the pressure off Joe Madden, at least for right now. And the other highlight, and, and this is at the very tail end, when we asked him about uh, Ben Zobrist, he said he expects Ben Zobrist to be back sometime later this season. He didn't say it was etched in stone, but his exact words were, we do expect Ben back at some point. Oh, are you guys there? Now we are Dave Schuster. Uh, you are there. We are here. We can all now uh, moving on to your second item for the. Can't happen. here, so we try to reason. The computers have not become fully self-aware and swallowed us whole, Moose the Vine. We instead have retaken dominance over the airwaves here at 670 The Score. It is inside the clubhouse right here on 670 The Score. We are live at the Shy Sox Bar and Grill. Cubs and White Sox getting set to go across the street. And uh, Theo Epstein had spoken, Bruce Levine, uh, and, and take some pressure off of uh of of joe madden and he's and himself and himself uh and spoke some more and we still have david schuster on the line give us a little bit more of what to say yeah david uh if you're there go ahead with the second part we got the first party up to you know what what are the other powerpoints that you wanted to get across it's about ben zobris that's a question okay. that we've been it's, asking it's, We've been asking, uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can now, David. Uh, okay. Uh, you guys go in and out from me, but uh, hopefully you can hear me. And the question was Just in regards to... Just continue on. Pretend we don't exist. Yeah. The question was in regards we're, we're to Ben's... We're going to have to dump out of David. Uh, Thank, right. Thanks, David. David, thank you. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, it's for, I, I think it's been a really good show just up until it, the last first, first point was obviously that Theo Epstein is taking some of the pressure off by saying that this is on me in the front office exclusively. Yeah. And uh, I don't think he backtracked and said that the pressure is not on everyone else. I think he did. Uh, as far as everything else goes, we know that. There was a report about uh, Ben Zobris also that we had a little bit early in the week that he will be back. He was That was also on with the, uh, our afternoon show. Yes, but, and, and Theo reiterated that today that Ben Zobris will be back at some point later in the season. And i got to say, Bruce, aside from everything else in terms of what Ben brings to the team, um, in terms of you know what the stats of the team is and all of that, just uh, on the personal human scale, I'm glad that Ben Zobrist is going to get a chance to come back and play a little bit more and, and end, I believe, end his career yeah, he's, uh, more on his terms than having it kind of shuttered away from him the way that it was a few months ago. Yeah, I'm told that he had already told people around the team that he was retiring after this year before all this began. And now that uh, hopefully he gets his family situation in order, 
he can come back and end, as you said, one of the finer, one of the finer people. And the Ben Zobrist story is such a good one because he was uh, such a kind player coming up. Had to fight through the minor leagues to stay. Yeah, he told me something interesting uh, a week before he he left the team, and that is he has never been the best player on any team from the time he was eight years old all the way through winning World Series with Kansas City and the Cubs. That's that he's always been an important contributor. Okay, he was always found a way to be a contributor to winning. And uh, that was his zest for playing. That was the, the reason why he continued to persevere in his minor league career, even though he wasn't making it to the majors. And that's what uh, Joe Madden took to another level by finding four or five positions that he could play, by having the confidence in him, by continuing, continuing finding places to put him. And then, as you've seen with the Cubs, as you saw with the Royals, you saw with the Tampa Rays, uh, most cerebral player who always seems to be doing the right thing at the right time. That's a really compelling thought, actually, that he was never the best player in his entire life, Bruce, because so many of these guys, in fact, what we're used to is that each one of these guys was the flat-out stud, the shortstop right. and pitcher, or center fielder and pitcher, whatever. For that team, like the best player in a tri-county area, and right. then they've emerged to become just a, another regular big leaguer learning how to have a smaller role. Exactly, and, and I'm glad you took that because it's true. We assume that they were great everywhere else, and that kind of faded a little because you were playing with all the greatest other right. players in the world. Right, and yet, and yet Zobris so is completely prone to this idea of doing whatever the hell must be done at any position on any day. And, and in the process of, of you know, furthering his career, what he did down there in crafting his role in Tampa has really changed the game. You look around and just about every team has their version of that guy who may not be some big old power hitter, but gives you terrific at bats and he plays decent defense at four or five positions. The only modern comparing, uh, comparing that was if you go back to, uh, and, and this is still going back 50 years, to the early 1970s and the Dodgers had those great young players coming up in, uh, say, in Russell, in Lopes, in Steve Garvey, in Buckner, and they all played different positions huh. initially coming up. They all ended up at those other positions. Uh, they had the Joe Fergusons of the world that caught and played right field. So Lopes and Russell were outfielders converted to the infield. Garvey was a third baseman converted to first base. Because they already had Same came over. Yeah. And so that was the uh, genesis of that type of thinking. Joe Madden took it to a different level as he's done that with the Tampa Rays and the Chicago Cubs. Well, you know, Zobrist is a guy that absolutely deserves the chance to come play some more and, uh, and round out this season, it seems, his career, um, and, and be given the kind of fond farewell that a guy who hit a game-winning hit to win the Cubs World Series deserves. And be able to fill up his gas tank since he hasn't been getting paid since May 8th. Yeah, it must be brutal. And they can thank him for Craig Kimbrell on his way back into the clubhouse. The bottom of the hour was brought to you by Northwestern Football from the Northwestern Football Update Studio. Join Coach Fitz in the 17th-ranked cast this fall at Ryan Field. Matchups include Ohio State, Michigan State, and Iowa. Single-game tickets are on sale now 
at nusports.com. Um, Rich Wyatt is the man running the electronics, and we appreciate it very much. He's been running the board here, and I'll see him again tomorrow morning for Hit and Run live here from the Shy Sox Bar and Grill. If you're coming here or if you're here now or if you're going to be here tomorrow, get the filet sliders. Can I tell you that they are phenomenal? And no bigger White Sox luminary than Brooks Boyer told me he thinks it's the finest thing on the menu. So I know I ordered well. I think I know what you're ordering again tomorrow. Uh, oh, done deal, sir. Shane, done deal. Shane Reardon for a tremendous job. Well done. Back at our studios. Sean Anderson on the board. Thank you for all your work, Sean. The guys in promotions, Ryan does a great job leading everybody. And Matt and Greg, thank you very much for all your work here. Thanks to the White Sox for having us, Bruce. Bob Grimm, the director of broadcast operations, a terrific guy, um, kind enough to come by and say hello before um, before the show, and uh, nice Brooks, to see him. Brooks Boyer, Bob Bechtel, and Ray Garcia behind the scenes, helping us as well as Scott Rack. We thank Ian for joining us. We thank A.J. Przinski, Ron Coomer for joining us, David Schuster for joining us, James McCann for joining us. And uh, the great people out here are having a great time getting ready for Cubs and Sox baseball. Zach Zaidman coming up at 545 with the pregame. Stick with Pat and Ron throughout uh, the rest of the day as well. I am looking forward to getting out there in the midst of all these baseball fans for what should be a very passionately played and certainly passionately cheered for ball game across the way. John Lester says he loves the cat and mouse game of, uh, of, of pitching at this stage of his career. And Lucas Giolito with great stuff. He still is, of course, playing the cat and mouse game and doing so well lately. Matt, uh, people can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. On the website, writing Cubs and Sox every day, 670score.com. You will be here tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. sharp. It's appointment radio for Cubs and Sox. Thank you so much. That'll be hit and run tomorrow morning for Bruce Levine. I'm Matt Spiegel signing off on Inside the Clubhouse. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the ball game. Cubs pregame is next on 670 The Score. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.